Take a break from your busy schedule and join Harold Sala for Guidelines for Living. He cheated his brother out of his inheritance. He deceived his father into giving him the inheritance which by right of birth should have gone to his brother Esau. He lied to his father-in-law about the size of his flocks, yet he is venerated as the third of the patriarchs. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the writers of Scripture in several places refer to God as the God of Jacob. God, however, saw beyond the character defects which I've just mentioned. God saw his heart. It was Jacob who in desperation wrestled with the angel and cried out, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And God did bless him. He became the father of twelve sons who eventually became the fathers of the twelve tribes of Israel. I never cease to be amazed how God chooses individuals whose lives have little to recommend them, touches them with his presence, then transforms them into able men and women whose lives leave their imprint on family, friends, and even society. In her book, My Years with Corey, Ellen D. Kroon Stamps tells how she and her companion, Corey Ten Boom, visited a weaving school in Switzerland. Corey asked one of the students, What happens when you make a mistake? Do you have to take it out and start over? Madam, replied the student, When we make a mistake, we call our teacher. He is a masterful artist, and he shows us a way we can use our mistake to improve the beauty of the pattern. Learning to call the teacher when you make a mistake, though, is tough. Jacob had to go through some rough days before he learned that lesson. True, he got the birthright, which Esau deserved, but he paid the price of 14 years of estrangement living as a fugitive in a foreign land. As an old man, Jacob became the victim of deceit himself as his favorite son Joseph was sold into slavery. There is good news, though, friend. The grace of God is within the grasp of every person who realizes he is a deceiver, a fraud, and a liar. It is often our human failure which makes us reach out towards him, who not only forgives, but touches our lives with his presence and changes us into his image. Take time to read Psalm 46, which begins, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. That great psalm ends with the words, The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Did you notice that phrase? The God of Jacob is our fortress? True, God is a fortress, but he is the refuge for all, even the Jacobs who are rascals and cheats. Often it is the good that keeps people from heaven, while the person who has really messed up his life understands he or she needs forgiveness and help and God. When Jacob had an encounter with the Almighty, God changed his name from Jacob to Israel. No longer was he a deceiver and a cheat, but a man of God, changed by the Spirit of God. The good news of the gospel is that God is still in the business of changing the lives of people. This means he can become your God as well. Therefore, says Paul, writing to the Corinthians, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, a new person. The old has gone, the new has come. All of this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. 
There is good news, friend. It is very, very good news. The God of Jacob is still a refuge. Seek him and you will find him. You've just heard Guidelines for Living. Visit givetoguidelines.org and become a partner in sharing hope and encouragement in Christ with others around the world. That's givetoguidelines.org. Thanks for listening and join us again for Guidelines for Living.